Hello from quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired back when we were allowed out of the house. <laughs> Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories about how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season two, episode 14, to be or not to be. Oh, man. Aaron. You love this episode. I, this, is, this is one of my two favorite episodes of this season. The next, the other favorite being the next the episode. Yeah. Because this is, of course, a two-parter. And uh, also, to be or not to be is um, from Hamlet, which is... I don't know if it's my, f- it's not my favorite Shakespeare play, but I'm a fond of Hamlet. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. Written by Greg Berlanti. Um, yes. uh, Greg, amazing. Directed by Sandy Smolin, who directed LA Law, Northern Exposure, Life Goes On, which was a great uh, show starring yeah, Broadway Kelly legend Martin. Patty Lapone. Oh, yeah. Kelly Martin. <laughs> Kelly Martin. Yes, and Kelly Martin. Um, Chicago Hope and many, many more. Um, this one first aired on February 10th, 1999. So just a few days before Valentine's Day. Okay. I'm going to read Aaron this description. This is from Wikipedia. In a compelling two-part episode, the Capeside High gossip mill kicks into overdrive after Jack bears his soul in an English assignment and is forced to expose his innermost secrets while reading his poem aloud in class. The poem alludes to feelings that Jack may have towards another boy. Dawson, Joey, and Andy are shaken by the implications of what that all means. Meanwhile, Pacey tries to defend Jack in the face of an adversarial teacher, and Jen finds her latest suitor, Tyson, quote, Ty Hicks, is full of surprises. <laughs> Love it. Jack later tells Joey that the poem meant nothing sexual and that it may have been about his deceased brother. All right. Okay. So I've got some big history news for you. Histories, mysteries. On February 12th, 1999, President William Jefferson Clinton is acquitted by the Senate. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, on all charges. <laughs> on all charges, yeah, acquitted. Um, he he was impeached, but then was not removed from office. Um, February 15th, 1999, rapper Big L is shot to death in New York City at age 24. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, the number one movie in the country uh-huh. was Payback, starring Mel Gibson uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Maria Bello. Number one song, yet again, Our Lady, Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, yes, two weeks on the two weeks at number one. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, I've re- I've looked at the music that's coming, and 1999 was a fucking banner year. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm excited <laughs> because I know like maybe Christina's coming. Uh-huh. We get some fucking jams. I yeah. cannot wait. We're excited. Wait. Excited. <laughs> All right, Aaron. So we open on the miniature town of Cape Side. Cape Side. <laughs> It's actually quite incredible, it, like, it, the detail in, like, where did they get the supplies for this? I don't understand, yeah. but okay. And okay. apparently Jack made the whole thing. 
uh, which yes. we find out that we are in Dawson's room. Right. Um, and J- Jack, Dawson, and Pacey are there. Yeah. That's kind of a weird little trio. So it's the first time Jack's been in Dawson's room. Yes, definitely. And we know Dawson's room is the hotbed of, uh, you know, growing up. Of teenage activity. (laughs) (laughs) So Dawson's like, you know, this is for like, Jack's kind of like, oh, I built this. But like, what are we even doing with it? Like, you're not going to blow it up or like what's happening. And Dawson's like, no, it helps with the establishing shots since we don't have like we're in high school and don't have like a helicopter. Yeah, to, to, do aerials. to do aerials. Um, you know, I can do establishing shots, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty elaborate. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Pacey's like, okay, guys, I got to go. I have homework to do. And <laughs> one of the things I have to do is write a poem for Mr. Peterson's class. And if you'll remember, Mr. Peterson is the English teacher from the all-nighter, that kind of shitty asshole of the English teacher. And also from the um, Sex She Wrote episode, right? Was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Sex She Wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Jack is like, oh, I haven't started this assignment. And then I just was like, who is in this English class and who is not? No, I thought the same thing. Because, like, in this sex she wrote, all of them are in it. Yeah. In this one, it's implied that it's just Jack and Pacey, but not, like, Andy Dawson or Joey. And in the all-nighter, Jen was in it. Well, Jack wasn't in it. Yeah. And Abby was in it at one point. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's... It's it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> there's yeah, there's yeah. some inconsistencies. There are some inconsistencies. <laughs> um, Dawson, nobody had t- TV DVRs, so we couldn't like go back and check. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Dawson like is kind of like, I can't believe Pacey's leaving early to go do homework. Oh my God. I was kind of surprised too. <laughs> yeah. I because, mean, like, uh, well, at first I thought Dawson was in the homework or had the homework as well. So right. I was kind of like, okay, maybe he should be doing it, but he didn't. But yeah, I was like, damn, look at Pacey. Look yeah. at him. I know. Good and, job, Pacey. Yeah. And so he's kind of like, oh, I got to go do my homework. And he waits at the, the door to leave Dawson's room and he's like kind of waiting for Jack. So yeah. maybe they like, freeze there together. And um, Jack's like, Oh, no, no, I'm going to stay and try to chill with Dawson. Yeah. And you can see on Pacey's face, he's kind of like, whoa. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and like, Jack's kind of like, whatever, I want to stay. I'm not going to like, I'm not thinking about how this will be awkward. And Pacey's like, all right, well, guys, have a good time. Have a good night. See you later. And he leaves. And then Dawson's kind of like, you know, Jack, um, you know, your sister has had like a profound influence on Pacey. Oh my God. Yeah. And Jack sort of just off the cuff goes, yeah, well, relationships will do that. <laughs> like he's, he's not like, trying hey. to. <laughs> no, because then he does backpedal like, oh, sorry. I yeah. didn't mean that. Because Dawson's like, oh, you know. But they both are kind of giving each other space. Like yeah. it is kind of like a good scene between them, you know. Yeah, you could sort of see them maybe becoming friends. Like. Yeah, and also even you get to see Dawson, like, noticing behavior about Pacey that's positive and, like, 
you know, commenting on it and reinforcing it, you know, and like, actually like seeing Pacey. Yeah, totally. I just realized that there are breasts on your t shirt. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's like hand painted naked women. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for blessing me with this. Um, (laughs) Sorry. So Dawson's like, you know, well, this situation hasn't been the easiest for me. But like, you've been so helpful on this film. That yeah. like what I can't hate you or something. I like I was I was a little like Dawson. What are we well, saying here? Well, that's how Dawson builds his friendships. Yeah. He's like people are of service to me and my identity of being a filmmaker, and then I'm friends with them. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's not how my friendships work. So I don't know. I just maybe I'm a little confused on that. Um, yeah, and then Dawson asked, like, so what's this writing assignment about? You mm-hmm. know. And Jack's kind of like, oh, we have to write something about ourselves. We have to write a poem. And, like, I don't know. He's like, I'm probably going to fuck it up. So I guess it's supposed to also lay out that maybe Jack is not a good student compared to his sister. That's the impression I got. And I wrote that note, too, of, like, yeah. I feel like we're getting the impression that Jack is maybe, like, uh, maybe a little closer to Pacey on the student level than, yeah. you know. yeah. And so, and then Dawson kind of like brags about his own writing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack kind of asks him like, "How do you get to the good stuff?" Uh-huh. You know, he's like, "You're a writer. How do you like get there?" And and Dawson's like, "You know, you have to just like it's a chance to let the world see a private part of yourself. You know, <laughs> like just like let it all out." And he says, "You'll never, you never know what you'll hear." Yeah. And then we go to the credits. I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I see what Dawson's saying, you yeah. know, but as we've been laying out, his script is really horrible. So you're right. kind of like, I don't know if I think that you're a good writer, Dawson. Right. But like, you know, it is kind of laying out like what we're going to see during this episode. You know, it is like the meta start, you know, Dawson's totally. room, letting you know what we're going to see. So it's like write something really deep and personal just like go it's almost like stream of consciousness and then something compelling will come of it (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and I also think like there's a way in which um you know Dawson sort of gives Jack permission to not censor himself in the writing um which we're gonna is gonna come up in a second but um but one more thing I wanted to say about this scene too is that like there's a certain way in which this scene is like Joey's dream, right? Joey wants to be friends with Dawson and is dating Jack. And I'm sure she would love it if Dawson and Jack hung out and were friendly because like, that's all she wants is like, Mm -hmm. and so I was sort of struck by like, okay, you know, I bet Pacey, I bet Jack sort of like came along with Pacey or like, you know, since Jack has been helping out with the film, mm-hmm. kind of like they all kind of cruised over to Dawson's together. But also like, this is what Joey wants. And I sort of wonder who is aware of that in the scene and who right. isn't aware of that. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, none of that is there in the text, yeah, but yeah. I kind of, I kind of, that's one thing that I was sort of thinking about. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so after the credits, we go to school and the Mr. Milo, the guidance counselor, like tracks down Pacey. Yeah. <laughs> Pacey's like, I've got it all under control. So we can kind of see how Andy's influenced him. You know? Yeah. Totally. Like, I got it all under control. I got this. I got this. Yeah. And then, um, he's like, so Pacey's like, so, um, what's this about? <laughs> and Mr. Milo's like, 
it's incredible. He's like, I'm super impressed with you, Pacey. So yeah. Like the first time you've seen a teacher at Cape Side, like show any interest in any student. Right. Really. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> Except for Miss Jacobs, which was not the kind of interest that yeah. one wants to have in yeah, a teacher student relationship. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so Mr. Milo says to Pacey, like, I, you know, all my students are on academic probation. I get their um, quarterly reports and you have three B's and two A's. Like, this is incredible. Yeah. And Mr. Milo smiles and Pacey's like, I've never seen you smile before. (laughs) And they're both like incredibly stoked and positive. And the vibe is good between each other. Yeah, it's great. And Mr. Milo tells him to keep up the good work. And then I was like, I think that he kind of has like, I don't know if it's a put on Massachusetts accent or what, but he, <laughs> he sort of calls him Mr. Witta. Um, uh. <laughs> and, uh, I just had like a, you know, um, what's that thing called? Smartpock. I was having those, uh, those flashbacks. Um, then it's so cute. Pacey runs into the the hallway and he like grabs Andy and he like spins her around and he's just like really demonstrative with his his love for her, you know, and they like kiss and they're just like um, just holding each other. And it's so cute. OK, I want to tell you that the song cue that's supposed to go into that scene is uh-huh. slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's supposed to be playing. Yeah, that's really funny. (laughs) I know. And um, and And then Andy and Jock are, or sorry, Jack and Joey are there too. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of see like they're kind of building a foursome of friends. Yeah, yeah. And like, so Pacey and Andy are like kissing, and he kind of like is nuzzling with her, and then Jack like comes up behind Joey and puts his arms around her, and she's kind of like. No, <laughs> like yeah. she's like, nah, dude, <laughs> not in public, you know, and she's just kind of like, you know, this is that's all fine for like private moments, but like yeah. we're not going to make out in the hallway at school. And, you know, then she kind of looks at Pacey and Andy and is like, no offense. And they're both like, don't even look at and her. And go, taken, yeah, yeah. Taken. <laughs> um, I am loving that. It was interesting because she was pretty demonstrative with Dawson. Were they at school? Yeah, they made out in the hallway in the first, you know, in the first two episodes. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, I get it. I get, like, not really wanting to make I out mean, with somebody in the it. hallway at school. Totally. But, yeah. I, I definitely think that that can be your boundary, for sure. Yeah. And you can be uncomfortable with, like, being demonstrative in public. Yeah. But it, it, it didn't feel... Um, congruent with her character totally but she like at the so well so then dawson comes up to all of them and is like um oh i my note was that we see jack's shirt for the first time which definitely has a cartoon rollerblader in janko jeans on it and it was just like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i cannot believe i just glossed right over that okay missed it it's incredible and oh my god it's so ugly and so then so like the bell oh so then Dawson's kind of like Jack can you know like when can you be finished with the rest of the miniature town and you know Jack's like oh next you know I can do it next weekend and so they like plan out their shoot and then the bell rings and Pacey and Andy go to leave and you know with Jack with and Jack's like I gotta go with them and then Joey kisses him not like they yeah, just like yeah, a peck. Yeah. So it's yeah, so yeah. my point was sort of like I don't think she's against like 
PDA. I think she just doesn't want to like make out <laughs> in the right. hall. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you a know. spinning around and <laughs> yeah. like a heavy grope sesh, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. totally. I guess you're right. They definitely made, Dawson and Joey definitely made out, but they weren't like, they weren't as demonstrative as um, Andy and Pacey. Yeah. I think you get the vibe that like Andy and Pacey have had sex. Yeah, I mean, I get that vibe definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're very you know. intimate. Like you can feel that they they've you know they have an intimacy about them. Right. Yeah. 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 So so then uh, Joey and Dawson go to walk to class together, and Joey kind of is like chiding him. She's like, "I can't believe you're being so nice to Jack. Yeah. Like, what's going on?" Yeah. And Dawson's like, "I'm over it." And Joey's like, "Yeah, right." You know, yeah. she totally doesn't believe him at all. You know. And, like, Dawson's like, no, no, like, you know, and, like, kind of stands his ground about it, you know? Yeah. Um, And it's, like, cute that they're, like, kind of talking about it and, like you said, building the dynamic that that Joey wants. Yeah. Um, But it still kind of goes back to last episode where you're kind of like, we don't have to talk about this. We can't lie to me. Yeah, well, and so it does. I mean, that's definitely what's happening here. And I, I mean, again, I, my note was like, is like, you know, this is what Joey wants. She wants yeah. to be friends with Dawson. So she wants to be able to say goodbye to her boyfriend, Jack, kiss him yeah. as he goes off to class and then chat with her friend Dawson. Yeah. And like, this is, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of here for it too. This is a great, this seems yeah. really great. You know, yeah. like, and it also seems normal and natural, too. Totally. And like, you know, OK, you know, Dawson Dawson says, like, you know, some people are capable of moving beyond petty longtime rivalries to higher ground. That's the, what he says to Joey when she's yeah. kind of like, you know, you're being nice to Jack. Oh, my God. And my thing is, like, that's great. Like, I I want that for Joey, most definitely. But like. I don't, I mean, is Dawson capable of doing that? Like, jury's still out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they, like, walk off to class and and Joey says to Dawson, um, if Jack wasn't doing Dawson's movie, he'd still be the enemy. And (laughs) (laughs) Dawson's like, that's not true. And then Joey's like, you're so Hollywood. Like, which I just thought was a great line. Great line. Also, she's definitely wearing carpenter jeans of fucking course. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so then we cut to like the the quad and yeah. Jen sitting on a bench or a, a table and fucking Ty just creeps up to her. Like he's just like it's really creepy. He like I gives this whole why. monologue about a, being a lion he, hunting prey. Yeah, like he's kind of talking to himself. Like I don't know <laughs> yes. why he creeps me out, but like no, even when creepy. I first saw these episodes, I was like, what is this guy's deal? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he comes up to her and he's like, I've called you four times and I haven't heard back. And she's like, yeah, dog, you're on my two call list. Yeah. And he doesn't take a hint. He does not take a hint. He's like she her everything about her body language is like, hey, I'm like not super thrilled that you're sitting here with me. Yeah, or like, yeah, we went out and like whatever, like no, no hard feelings, but like. Yeah, I didn't call you back, so that is the indication that, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested. interested. Also, the song that's supposed to be playing here is uh-huh. Lisa, Lisa Loeb's "I Do." Uh, uh, <laughs> great '90s ballad, wonderful song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa Loeb, man, 
I've worn yeah, her glasses kinda... since 1994. <laughs> 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 Remember that fucking video came out? Yeah, but, but he's like, um, but, but yeah, I you had we had fun and that you were into me, and it's like all conceited, you know. And I'm like, he asks if it was the party. And I was like, remember when he took her to a religious party without asking her first? I mean, I don't know who defines a Bible reading circle as party. Uh, but Not me. Not me. I still think that that is really the right way to use that term. Yeah, party. I agree. I think if we're defining terms, that's not where the definition lies. Absolutely. <laughs> and he says, he's like, you know, did the, yeah. that freak you out? And Jen's like, I mean, yeah, it um, it freaked me out that you took me to a Bible study group. Yeah, Jen kind of just lays out, which is like so adult of her is like, look, yeah, I had fun. It's not that I don't like you. I just think that we have different values and it'll become problematic later on. Right. And like, this is something you learn in adulthood. It's like, you know what? There is something to be said to having the same values and the same goals. And like, that doesn't mean that neither one is a bad person. It just means that like what y'all are looking for moving forward is not it's the same. Yeah. Fine. So waste our time with you know yeah and and it's such a good thing to say and so smart of her to know that you know totally again she's wise beyond her years yes yeah yeah and then he's like yeah but i'm not giving up on you and you're like stop creeping on her (laughs) i know i know he's like you know i just want you to know that like that's not all of who i am like you know, I'm not just, and then he says this line. He says, I'm not some Bible banging Dorcas McForcus, <laughs> which I'm sorry. If you say that to someone, you are <laughs> like, yeah. most definitely. Well, he is. He, they're like, you know, like we've said, there's nothing wrong with being religious or having spirituality, but that is part of his identity. It's so much a part of his identity that that was the first thing he wanted to introduce to Jen. Yes. Agreed. And so and again, Jen's not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just saying that's not her personal goal. And like the person she's seeking a partnership with doesn't have that as one of their main points of their identity. Right. And Jen's like, you know, look, Ty, you're sweet and you're funny, but you go to three Bible meetings a week. And yeah. I have been to church three times in 10 years. Yeah. And she's like, you know, this is already a problem. Yeah, it's we are we're not even dating and it's already a problem. And yeah, she, but she's like, you know, we can still be friends. Like, I don't want to not be friends with you. Like, right. Yeah, you yeah. know. And so then Ty says, you know, I'm not going to give up, like you said. And Jen says, that's a shame. <laughs> and then Ty says, I thought most women admired persistence. And I was just like, uh, no, no, because then Jen comes back with the boss of boss statements. I'm not like most girls. Okay, I was like, listen, I know that in the 90s we were still doing the I'm not like other girls thing, Mm -hmm. but don't love it now. Really? Because I think it's like horrible of him to make generalizations about women and then for him to call her out and be like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? Most girls, I'm not like that. Like just making these broad sweeping generalizations about women. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think if she, if what she's saying is like, you're fucking, you're the one that's fucking, um, you know, making generalizations about all women or most women. Yeah. Like, that's fine. If she's like, I am not most women, like, 
let's all yeah. let's all ladies let's all be together on things you know like yeah, 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 yeah. band together no, no we fine. definitely don't need to be like i'm the tomboy i'm a guy's guy yeah like, you know you're just like okay yeah, yeah, you're yeah. giving into the patriarchy and like right. whatever and i was giving, just like it's fine allowing if- men to identify what like make the general characterization of women and what girls are you know yeah, totally totally i hear you um so then in english Mr. Peterson is like collecting the poems uh-huh. and Pacey's like, can't find, he can't find hers for a second. And then like, and then he's like, Oh shit, it's right here. And he hands yeah, it and in. Mr. Peterson's like, Oh, you don't have it. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And just totally like laying into him yeah. while Pacey's clearly looking for his assignment. Totally. He, Mr. Peterson's like, Oh, well this, like your handwriting is so um, like, illegible that like you're gonna have to like rewrite this and it's gonna be late so he's just like (laughs) he's like either you can turn this you know curt whatever you call cursive in and the lowest grade you can get it or the highest grade you can get is a d or you could turn it in late and still get partial credit what the fuck my blood was boiling like what a fucking asshole also, also, Pacey's poem is called Ode to the Sports Car, and Pacey <laughs> says it's more exciting than Gratian Earns, and I was like, I love a good dig at John Keats. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> love it. But, um, but yeah, so Pacey's kind of like, that's not fair, and, you know, to give me a fail, or like, to, to, like, knock points off. Um, yeah. And Mr. Peterson's like fairness is overrated. And then he like walks away and just, I just can't <laughs> believe how horrible every teacher is at Cape side high. Right. This, and this guy is like particularly bad. It's um, wild. I mean, I'm not saying that that doesn't, that experience doesn't exist or whatever. Sure. It just is one of those things where like, as an adult, me looking at it, I am seeing my privilege you know yeah because if I had a teacher like that I would tell my parents and then they would call the school and like advocate for me oh my god if my mother you know? had found out that's a teacher hey, can was... you imagine no I mean my mother would have been in there yelling at people yeah um you know tearing she's Italian she's fucking scary man like she would tear down the goddamn walls um no, but so Pacey then like turns to Jack and sort of like lowly said is like, is it just me or does that guy get fucking meaner every day? And Jack says, yeah. it's not just you. And then Peterson turns on Jack um, and yeah. is like, you know, what did you just say, Mr. McPhee? And Jack's kind of like, you know, nothing, you know, whatever. And. Peterson sort of mentions that Jack's grades are deficient. Yet again, we hear that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, you know, I think you should read your poem aloud for the class. Ugh. And Jack, like, is visibly uncomfortable. He's like, wait, you said we just had to turn it into you. This yeah. is just an assignment that we had to write. We didn't have to deliver aloud, you know? Right. And Mr. Peterson's just kind of like, fuck you. I do what I want. I have all the power in this room and this relationship. So yeah. you're going to bow down to me. Yeah. And you know, he hands uh, Jack his uh, poem back and makes Jack stand up and start reading it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Again, it's super hard because for me, I'm like, I wouldn't do that. And I would literally tell my parents to advocate for me. This right. guy's a piece of shit. He's such a piece of shit. So Jack's like, you know, 
I don't, I, Jack's kind of like, I don't want to read this poem aloud. Like, can I please just turn it into you? Like, he's kind of begging, like, please just let me turn this poem in. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and Peterson yeah. does not give a shit. And he, so Jack gets up and like kind of half-heartedly tries again to get him to not make him read the poem. And then, right. um, and then he does start reading and, um, do you want, yeah. I have it written down. Um, so okay yeah yeah, read it so the the poems it the part of the poem that we hear says today today was the world day the world got smaller darker grew more afraid not of what i am but what i could be i loosen my collar to take a breath my eyes fade and i see him the image of perfection his frame strong his lips smooth i keep thinking what am i so scared of and i wish i could escape the pain but these thoughts they invade my head bound to my memory like shackles of guilt and that's where he starts crying well he has started crying already and that's where he sort of runs out of the classroom and is just like i'm fucking done yeah and mr peterson's like visibly eating it up yeah like he loves that he has just made this student cry yes Yes. He's drunk on his power. Yeah. It's like repulsive to see. And so when Jack runs out, Pacey stands up to go after him, you know, and we also do see some, um, you know, shots of the other students and everyone looks kind of freaked out by it. You know, like (laughs) what, you know, I feel Um, like always in high school, if someone started crying in class, like everyone was like, Oh God, what do we do? Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, this is so like, I mean, this is a teacher humiliating a student and I'm actually going to get into more of what it is in a little bit, but like from what we're looking at right now, this is a teacher humiliating a student over a poem that seems like it has some private maybe thoughts in it, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, so Peterson tells Pacey, tells Pacey like, sit down, where are you going? And Pacey's like, I'm going after him. Like, what do you think I'm doing? And Mr. Peterson won't let him. Yeah, he won't. He and and like, I don't know. This scene is so fucked. I mean, I want to get into it in a little bit when it kind of the context yeah, gets yeah. in more in focus. But the whole scene is really it's I mean, it feels like I mean, you would be I, f- I feel like you would definitely be fired for this now. Yeah. Yes. Um, if not like perhaps charged with harassment or something like that. I mean, I would like to think. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go over to the computer lab. um, And (laughs) And Joey and Dawson are there sitting next to each other. And Joey Dawson's trying to look over at Joey's computer. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And he's like, I just want to know what your handle is, you know? (laughs) And they kind of banter back and forth about internet handles internet like, handles he's like what are you spielberg sp- stud or whatever yeah he asks if she's juicy joey or perky potter and then she's <laughs> like what's yours spielberg stud which i was like oh burn <laughs> <laughs> so what was yours mine was Julia h-o-o-l-e-e-u-h which is um julia is how you say my name in spanish right right right. um and so my my friends all used to call me who h-o-o uh-huh. um and so i was julia all spelled out what was, was your turd six turd six oh yeah when we met yours was turd six <laughs> Yeah. I remember yeah. AIMing you from a different room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Aaron and I, Aaron and I in college, our first year in college, um, she was, this is how we met. She was placed with four doors down from me. How many mm-hmm. doors? Four or five? Yeah. Something like Something that. Like that. We were on the same hall, hall in college. So we used to G or not even G chat. <laughs> that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. We used to instant message each other on AOL instant messenger. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and like, be like, are you there? Come over. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me snacks. Um, <laughs> I always had candy in my room. Um, so, uh, anyway, so, so Joey and Dawson are like, you know, whatever, chilling, and they overhear this group of guys, and they're talking about what just happened in Mr. Peterson's class. Yeah. And, like, so so one of the guys says, you know, oh, this guy was reading a poem, and he started crying, and another guy's like, oh, who was it? And they were like, oh, the new kid, Jack McPhee. And you sort of see Joey look Yeah, straight- and then they're like, he was reading a poem about a dude, and they literally say their words, he's a total quote homo don't they yeah. say that they do say that and like that Joey like slumps in her chair yeah I just Ooh. <sighs> I like I have some problems with how Joey re- I have some problems with that a lot of people react to this situation yes I have some problems about how Joey reacts to the situation though I think in this very moment when you're sitting next to your ex-boyfriend who is like refusing to give up on you right and like you overhear that something happened in class I yeah, mean the fact that she boyfriend. about your boyfriend. The fact that she doesn't say I gotta go find Jack and make sure he's okay. Yeah, I'm like that would be my reaction. But like uh, to even the part at which you're like, oh, my boyfriend was cl- crying in class. Right. Even all those other things aside, I'd be like, I gotta go see ya. Right, right, right. I just want to see if he's okay. Period. Yeah. The end. You know, like there's a part of me that's like that's what you should have done, and there's a part of me that's like at. F- 15 are you emotionally equipped to not just be like oh god please shelter me from this coming storm uh, you know well also joey we know she's triggered by rumors right right so yeah and dawson does not provide any kind of words of sympathy he just sits there doesn't even act at all like he just (laughs) like hears that and just like nothing happens he doesn't even like know that his best friend would be triggered by that or worried by that or anything he just has no response right so so i don't know so then we go to the ice house and joey is waiting tables and the ice house seems pretty full okay yeah and dawson comes in and is like oh have you talked to jack and it's pretty weird. I was just like, what is happening? And Joey's like, Dawson's no. like, the rumor mill has been going <laughs> off. Yeah. And it's just like, why is Dawson there talking to Joey about this? In the middle of her work day, Aaron. In the middle <laughs> of her work day. She is literally waiting fucking tables. <sighs> I, I was very, very I was so mad through this whole scene. So like yes. Joey, Joey's like, yeah, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, you know. It's a it's been a rough day. And, you know, Joey's like, yeah, I've heard the fucking rumors, too. And I've heard all these rumors like everywhere from like Jack is seen regularly wearing dresses down Main Street to he's checked into a monastery to deal with his sexual ambivalence. And 
I mean, those are fucked up rumors. Um, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not super surprised that those are the rumors, but they're <laughs> fucked. Um, yes. And then, I mean, the rumor mill in Cape side, as we know, it, it happens real fast and it's pretty pervasive yeah. and it's very hurtful to people on the receiving end. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It, and it's like, it's, uh, yeah. News, news travels real fast in, pace, in yeah. Cape side. So then Dawson's like, you know, you're being really flip about this. And Dawson and Joey's like, why wouldn't I be? Like, I know you're essentially coming to my workplace while I'm working and, and accusing my boyfriend of being gay. Yeah. Like I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to engage with this. I don't know. <laughs> like what, it, what, it, what do I get here? Like you're not being a shoulder for me nor my boyfriend. So yeah, of course I'm gonna be like kick rocks, man. Well, and it's not like he's coming to her and saying like, are you okay? Is yeah. Jack okay? Is there anything I can do to help you? He's just like, let me tell you the rumors, which she's like, I was there when you learned about them. Like I already I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> so and then- like, yeah. So then he kind of is like mad at her for blowing up. And she, she does call him out. She's like, I think you're just being passive aggressive to get us to break up. Totally. And she's like, I mean, here's the thing. I was saying like, normally I would give someone the benefit of the doubt that like, he's not trying to do that. You know, yeah. that he's like, I'm just checking in on you guys. But like, yeah. he's not done anything to receive the benefit of the doubt. Right. So I definitely think that this is what he's doing. And we also know he's in from the last episode, his intentions are to, quote, let Joey go. So if she, quote, come, comes back. Right. You know? Yeah, I do know. And and had, I haven't so forgotten that. his intentions that. are always, what will, what can I do to make it so she comes back? Right. And so, you know, Joey kind of is like, what are you trying to do right now? Like, are you trying to give validity to this rumor that Jack's gay? And like, Dawson's like, no, I'm just trying to figure out what's going, what's going on. And like, I hope that you know me well enough to know that this is like, my concern is genuine. There's no need to be so defensive about it. And I'm just like, fuck you. First of all, why would she know that your concern is genuine? Like, all you've done is impulsive problem it's he's like well my intentions and you're like look we're that's what we're not talking about we're not talking about your intentions we're talking about how what you've done has made me feel right and like i I don't know i i don't understand why it's up to dawson to figure out what's going on you know like check on jack if you want to check on jack but like doing this thing where you come up to joey while she's in the middle of her work day and like ask her why she hasn't had this heart to heart with her boyfriend when she's gone straight from school to work. Like that's not really fucking helpful. And And if he really was her best friend and knew her, he would be like, Oh shit. Like obviously she's freaking out. That's why she's flipping out at me. Right. So you would like not make it about you. Like, how could you flip out at me? Like, like, this this is happening to her boyfriends and like a little bit to her, you know? And, and Joey's just like, you know, um, so Joey says the thing, like, why don't we say what this conversation is really about? Like your passive aggressive way of highlighting some flaw in Jack that would break us up. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I think this conversation's about. Yeah. And yeah. Joey Tossin tells her she's over the line and she's like, not from where I'm standing. And I was like, <laughs> apl- I like yeah, yeah. <laughs> applause, Joey. Not I'm from not from where I'm, I'm standing yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. And then she walks away to continue working because she's at work. Have I mentioned that she's at work? She's at work. (laughs) 
I was so mad. <laughs> so yeah. So then we go to the McPhee house, and Andy and and Pacey are studying. Yeah. And Jack walks by, you know, them studying, and says he's going to go to the the ice house. And Andy doesn't say anything. No. And Pace, once uh, Jack leaves, Pacey calls out Andy for being icy to Jack, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, like, you're like, yeah, thanks, Pacey. Yeah, you know? <laughs> agreed, Pacey. Agreed. Also, I have a million questions about the how the ice house runs that, like, Jack is going there to close at the... Well, maybe it was swamped and they called him in or something like that. I know. But I agree I, with you. I know. Yeah. I was like, get over it, Callahan. You got to go move on to the yeah, next yeah, thing. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, I do have questions. Well, and so Andy is like, you know, I just like don't get why he wrote that poem to begin with. Like, if he hadn't written something that could, could have been so easily misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. And like. He have known better. Yeah. She may, yeah. You know, she she blames Jack for what is happening to him. Right. It's it is victim blamey and Pacey's kind of like so what like it would have been better if he had censored himself, yeah. And Andy's like, you know what, Pacey, I know Jack better than you do, which definitely true. Um, and she's like, you know, he's always had this different drummer thing going on, and he should have known better to subject himself to someone like Peterson, yeah. Which I, I get where she's coming from, like I do, but also well, I, this is you know authentic to andy's character sure i think she's being fucked up but this is her vibe right make everything perfect so that no one knows she's our she knows this about herself and we know it about her as well you know so i think she's being horrible and also that's not something jack would do like that's jack is pretty straightforward he's also said that too to her like we should be honest with each other you know yeah so their characters are, you know, their the way that they interact with the world is definitely different. Uh, it's fucked up what she's saying. It is, it is, yeah. And Pacey's like, you know, I don't know, like it seems like there might be something deeper going on. Like you should definitely talk to him. Yeah. And Andy's like, what should I talk to him about? And like Pacey's like, I mean, this poem that he wrote, like, yeah. And Pacey's like, you know, maybe it wasn't misinterpreted. Yeah. And. Andy reacts. Andy definitely reacts. And she's like, Jack is not gay. Like, she's like, he's talked about girls his whole life. He's crazy about Joey. And then she employs the most flawless logic of all time. He hates (laughs) Madonna. Madonna. He's not gay. (laughs) Flawless. That's a flaw. That's flawless. Also, anyone who hates Madonna, um, I have some questions about their taste. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, and so Pacey is like, well, how would you feel if Jack was gay? Yep. And Andy breaks my heart. Yeah. And she's like, I'd be disappointed. And Pacey goes like, geez, Andy. Yeah. And I point out, like, this is kind of that scene, that line kind yeah. of, highlights what I've been saying about how you deliver lines and everything because he says it like under his breath and a little bit like like it's not mean right whereas like you could take that and be like geez like with attitude like come on you like you know you're feeling you know just like really dismissive you know yeah Uh, because (laughs) 
<laughs> I know that's how I would say it. <laughs> Jeez, Andy, like, come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but I also think like, so I, I wanted to say like, first of all, I think it's really stunning that like, as a character that is our, uh, like a hero character from our yeah. vantage point, Andy is definitely a heroic character. She is yeah. someone we're rooting for. And it's like stunning to me, like from 2020, that like a hero character got to say that. Yeah. And like, I don't agree with the sentiment, obviously, but like. But you understand where she's coming from. And I think that I, so there's only one other show who's coming out storyline, I think like kind of address like someone not being okay with it and not in a way that it's like immediately disowned. You know, yeah, yeah. in a way that was kind of like whatever, which was one day at a time, mm. which is done with like a, this amazing amount of nuance and is like really sensitive. And it, but is like, you know, I, there are things, it's like a mom thinking about her daughter comes out and the mom is kind of like, there are just things that I thought were going to happen with our relationship that now with this new reality, I know right. are going to happen. And like, it's, it's understandable, but it's also, you know, it's like, it's, it's not selfish, like yeah. she's not a monster. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's something interesting about this, right. About allowing the character, the space. And like, we've talked about this with Grams before where it's like, giving her more nuance giving her these parts of herself that are it's she's not entirely this like horrible christian lady yeah um you know i think with andy too it's like i really like that nuance in andy i like that Mm -hmm. andy is this character that like loves to like it is like craves this perfection and craves this image of perfection but then like isn't perfect and like has these moments of imperfection and like i think about if you put that character of andy on screen now i feel like she would want to react in like the most perfect way she possibly could and i kind of like that she doesn't react perfectly you know i think it's really interesting i mean i'm with pacey together have created a space where she can be honest too right and i think that that's what's so i my other note about this scene was about them that like they have like this is like a real argument and a real like well it's um, not an argument it's a conversation right 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 yeah but like a which is what i like about it like not every disagreement has to be an argument right i guess i was i was defining argument as like they're kind of both arguing their side Uh, um uh but yes you're that's a better term to use um and like I think like this conversation that they're having, like this feels so real to me of high school Mm -hmm. of like, I spent so much time talking about these kind of big ideas with my friends in high school. And I don't know, I was like a kind of a dork and a punk rock dork that like smoked cloves at a, at a coffee shop and thought Mm -hmm. that I was really cool because I knew shit. And maybe that's like not what other people's high school experiences were, but conversations like this were what my high school experience looked like, you know? Of like, it wasn't just like, let's gossip about our friends. It was also like, let's talk about broader, like, you know, things that are going on. Like, how would you feel if your brother was gay? Right, right, exactly. And, you know, I, to me, this, this from Pacey is like, this is, seems like real allyship, right? Like, yeah, this, I think that it's, I think that. Pacey seems like the moral compass of this show at this point. And I I will make the argument over and over again that I think he is the moral compass of this show. Um, 
And I think like this is what's needed from straight guys. Like be yeah. that be this guy, you know? And Andy sort of says to him, you know, I you asked me how I f- how I'd feel. I'm telling you how I'd feel. I you don't need to attack me over this. But and like and this is hypothetical and Jack is not gay. Yeah. And Pacey just says, you know, for his sake, I hope you're right. <sighs> so <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love I love them. I think this is a great scene. I love the yeah. two of them in this scene. I think the I've said this before. I think the two actors have such great chemistry. Yeah, um, and do this. So and it's well. just like cool that they represent that. It is an authentic way you would feel, like you know, potentially. So you know, totally. <laughs> totally. And- there's nothing wrong with or like you know, I can understand how people would feel that way and grapple with that, you know, and just be like, well, he's not gay. So I don't need to think about it. You know, well, it's easier to be on this, you know, quote unquote, easier to have you brother be like, quote, normal. (laughs) Right. Totally. And especially in this kind of upper crusty New England, like family, right? Like that, that there actually might be, you know, some pretty, ingrained homophobia within the community that you're a part of so whether or not you personally care like that you know what that's gonna look like yeah you know i mean that's all bullshit don't get me wrong yeah yeah, totally i mean we definitely know that this town of capeside has very uh uh conservative feelings about sex you know sexuality even with like heterosexuality like jen's not allowed to have any element of sexual identity you know right Um, totally yeah so speaking of jen um ty calls her uh and she's on her porch yeah and ty calls her and he's hella creepy yeah and he's like what if i didn't ask you on a date so then you didn't have to worry about our inevitable breakup like we could go we could just go out somewhere and hang out not not bible related and jen's like nope (laughs) Uh, <laughs> no thanks and ty's like you know maybe under my sunday school veneer lies this like partying maniac and Ty and jen's like i'm gonna hang up now and like <laughs> hangs up the phone it's like nah like it just it doesn't matter even yeah. if like all even if that is true that he has this like party guy mentality under his you know sunday school veneer right it doesn't matter because what he's demonstrated is his number one part of his identity is something that Jen doesn't feel comfortable with dating. Right. right. You know, it's not a match. Yeah. So he immediately calls again. The phone starts ringing immediately again. Um, And he's like, I told you I was persistent. And I was like, I hate this guy so much. I know. Like last episode, Joey had a stalker. So this episode, it's Jen's turn. I mean, Jesus Christ, these girls can't get a break. I know. It's crazy because the scene reminded me of the scare episode where someone like calls her and she's like pacing and kind of like, oh, like freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, come on, I'll pick you up at nine. And Jen pretty clearly is like, no. She firmly says no. And hangs up. It's very clear. There's no. You know, no means no all times, but this one is a very firm no. No. She's like, it's not flirty. It's not playful. It's a no. It's a no from me, dog. That's basically what Jen says. (laughs) And he fucking calls again. Again. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know why she answered. I don't either. I don't either. But her demeanor changes in this third one, which you don't love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does. And he's like, what if I pick you up at 945? And she kind of like, is like, wow, you really are persistent. And yeah. And it's like, she doesn't feel safe. So she knows she has to say yes. Totally. No, I know. I'm not blaming her. I just, her demeanor does change in this last call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and she, she's like, be here at 10. Yeah. So she like tries to exert some element of control by being like, no, I choose the time. Yeah. Yeah. So 10 PM, they're going to meet up. Um, don't like that Thai guy. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Don't like Yikes. him. Okay. No. So then we go to the ice house and yeah. Joey like brings cleaning supplies and Jack's like, oh, oh, I'll like grab them and go and like, here, let me take those. And Bessie is kind of like, what is going on with him? Like, yeah. he seems like he is not doing okay. And she's like, Joey, go talk to him. Like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, check in on him. It's clear to everyone. I'm like essentially a stranger to him. That something's <laughs> going on. Yeah, totally. And Joey's like, you know, he doesn't want to talk like, and I don't know how to talk to him. And Bessie, you know, gives some actually pretty good advice. And she's like, you know, I usually start with tough day, huh? <laughs> no, she says long day. Oh, long day. huh? <laughs> yeah. Cause do you think this is uh, the longest day Joey will have? Uh, I don't know. I feel like there may be a longer one in our future. Um, so, so then Bessie leaves and Jack like comes out and Joey kind of, you can see her kind of rev up the courage. She's like, I can do it. I can do it. And she's like, long day, huh? (laughs) And (laughs) goes about as well as one would think that line might go. (laughs) And, you know, like if you want to ask me something just ask you know and joey's like look there's a lot of people talking and jack's like "Mm, i thought you don't care about what people say yeah he's (laughs) like since when do you care about that that's not like you and i was kind of like jack right with the correctness jack with the correctness yeah and so they try to talk to each other and it sucks because they don't have the best communication like you know their relationship's still a little bit new yep and Joey has bad communication as it anyway. is. You know, yeah. So he's starting like, you know, with a deficiency. Right. So they're trying to talk to each other. Yeah. And it's it's a little bit hard, but they're still trying. They are, yeah. And and you know, Jack Joey's kinda like you haven't offered any kind of explanation for what you wrote. Which I was like, this ain't it, man. Like this is not yeah, where you start yeah, this yeah, conversation. Yeah. Not a good plan, but Jack rightly. It's like, what does Joey want? What does she want to talk about? Yeah. And I think like for me, I, I tried, I really tried while I was watching this to be like, okay, from Joey's perspective, which is a perspective that I am very familiar with, um, uh-huh. is like, you know, the Joey's perspective of like, I think the guy that I'm dating is gay. Um, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, where does that, where does the, where does the hurt, happen because it does um yeah, yeah, yeah but also where does the empathy happen right is right. it's like this is a person because she that, cares about him right but she also care cares about their relationship too right right exactly and so it's like and then cares about she is triggered when people gossip so totally people gossiping about him 
being gay would then be an extension of people gossiping about her future, you know, at a later point if he was gay. Right, right. And so, you know, so Jack very rightly says, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to give you an explanation for what I wrote. Um, And Joey's like, you're right, you don't. Um, You know, and she's like, but, you know, we're dating, so it would be nice to know why you wrote a poem about a guy. And mm-hmm. a poem that seems to be important, seeing as it made you cry in front of a room full of people. And I'm like, <sighs> first of all, presumed heterosexuality is fucking exhausting. Yeah. I have to say, I'm just yeah. like, even if it was romantically about a guy, it does not mean that he cannot date you, Joey. Um, yeah. Just just saying, <laughs> just putting that out there. <laughs> I think that Joey's behavior was supposed to be accepting and non-confrontational. Like, I think that's how we were supposed to see it at the time. And I think that as his girlfriend, she does have a right to sort of ask if, like, are you... Totally. Is this what you're feeling? And, like, not be like, well, I hate you. She wasn't there. Yeah. She wasn't there when he read the poem. So all she knows is what most people in the room took away was that Jack was gay. Right. So I don't know. I do think you can ask, you should ask about that. Like what? I don't know what happened. Explain to me what happened. Like I have your back no matter what. So let's talk about this, you know? And like, I don't know if what you're feeling right now, like there's definitely a vibe with you. Is that just because people are gossiping about you or is that because like we need to have a larger conversation? Right. And I think that there's a way to do that sensitively and like care for yourself as well as your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, I, the, the, my problem mostly with how everyone is approaching this is like, no one has asked Jack how he's doing. Well, that's the thing that I've had a problem <laughs> with is everyone's making it about them. Right. Right. And it's about Jack. I mean, like, no yeah. matter whether or not he's gay. Like if someone's gossiping about your friend, like throughout the whole school, it's, it's about them. <laughs> and it's shitty. And it's that's a shitty place for your yeah, friend to be. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Every single person is kind of made about them. Like, Andy's like, oh, my life, I finally got, like, this uh, degree of perfectness, and now yeah. he's going to throw a wrench in it, you know? Dawson's, yeah. like, trying to be like, Joey, are you okay? Like, maybe there's something fucked up about Jack, so, we, like, I can weasel my way in. Right. And even Joey a little bit is just kind of like, well, people are gossiping about you. Like, you can kind of get the vibe that she is it's more about her yeah yeah definitely so so jack you know says to her i wrote what i was feeling and one of the images that came into my head was masculine there wasn't anything sexual about it it could have been me it could have been my brother not sure there was nothing gay about that poem and like (sighs) i don't know um I just hate that binary shit. I know I just said that, but like, I hate that binary shit, you know, um, whatever. So Jack's like, okay, you know, just like, well, I agree with you. It's yeah. Just, I fundamentally think that it just doesn't matter. You can fuck whoever you want to fuck and love whoever you want to love. And I don't, if you, yep. I think if you want to label yourself then you're allowed to, but I don't think anyone else should. And I, I don't really have space for that. Agreed. Agreed. I also do definitely don't have space for teachers making you say it in front of a classroom full of your peers. Yeah. You can't when you're 50, 16 to come out, you can't force people to reveal any element of 
themselves that they're not comfortable with like that is is horrible you know um so that it's just wild and like again i just think the issue to me is that people are gossiping about Jack and that sucks when you're in high school. Yes. To be gossiped about. Yes. So that's like where it should be. It's like, are you okay? Everyone's talking about you. I don't really care. It's up to you. Like, what do you, you know, how do you feel? What's going on? What's going on right. with you? You know? And really like no one's, no one's done that. No one's done that. And Jack yeah. says to Joey, you know, the, the poem hit a weird nerve about my family and my brother's death. And when I started reading it, it made me cry. And he's like, you know, that's what I got. Like, that's what I, that's my explanation. And like, if yeah. you believe what everyone else is saying, fine. And Joey very kindly and sweetly says, you know, I don't believe them. Yeah. And Jack's like, I hope not. And I, you know, he says, I adore you. And any love poem I would write would be about you, no one else. And, yeah. you know, then they have a really nice hug. And it's, I like, I actually like how that scene resolves. Yeah. I do. I completely um, agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard because like ultimately their communication's pretty shitty. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Just yes. Because they're young and they're yeah. like, you know, it, and they don't like, know each other all that well. Yeah, still, like, you know, shitty negative. It's just like it's a youthful, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And so they're trying to really discuss this really huge thing right. that they don't have the tools for and the words for. In addition to, they're trying to discuss this really huge thing that is happening in 1998 or right. 1999. You know? Yeah. You have to remember at the top of the season, the first episode of the season was the same week Matthew Shepard was murdered. Right. So we, I, we don't have this space or these words or even this discussion of like, yeah, sometimes I think about guys and maybe sometimes in a sexual way, but like the way I feel right now is like, I want to be with you. I'm in love with you. Like that's a total fair way to feel. Absolutely. And, you know, I think like, I mean, my argument about the binary is I think in the, the late nineties, you know, it was like, maybe we were moving a little further towards acceptance. Um, you know, as a society in general, but like we were still in the thick of some pretty deep hatred. Not that we aren't now, but at least now, particularly in media representations, if you're a homophobe, like you're the fucking bad guy, Um, you know? And, and so like, I think that we were also in a time where it was very binary. You were Mm -hmm. either gay or you were straight. And like, that was it. You know, yeah. and there was no like sort of understanding like we have now that like maybe you're pansexual, maybe you're bisexual, maybe you're yeah. just maybe you identify as queer, maybe you're asexual, maybe you're whatever. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically about sexuality and the bin- yeah. and a binary on sexuality, not gender. Um, but like, you know, uh, I think that this definitely reflected that, right? Like it's it's either you wrote a romantic poem about a guy and you're gay or you're straight. And this was about your brother. That's kind of the binary that we're being set up right now. And like, that's a bullshit binary. Absolutely. (laughs) I just want to make sure we're clear. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so then we move over to Jen and Ty. I've got a lot of questions on this scene. 
It's a very short scene, but we're introduced to a new place that will be a second season character. Yeah, yeah. It's Jazz Club. It's, this this is jazz, jazz Club. club. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're going to have a on? lot of moments in this Jazz Club coming up. Yes. Um, Jen, very lowly in the audio, says, damn, I should have brought my fake ID. And I was like, <laughs> God, I love Jen so much. <laughs> Girl, I hear you. <laughs> hear you so they go in and they talk to this like singer lady yeah i knows her yeah entire like requests a romantic song and then orders two martinis from her and i have a lot of questions about how this works understand what's going on (laughs) at all (laughs) and jen's like oh martinis that's unexpected and i was like (laughs) i also have questions about high school kids drinking martinis (laughs) At a bar. Well, again, this isn't the first time we've seen our kids go to a bar. No, you know? no. We, yeah, true. Dawson and Pacey at this point have been to several, several bars. Several. <laughs> it's very interesting. Again, <laughs> Willie and I are from California, so maybe we don't entirely understand the bar scene in, in New Cape England. Pod. I, I am going to say that there were bars in San Francisco um, I grew up about an hour and a half south of San Francisco, and there were bars in San Francisco that would not card young people. Sure. Like, there's bars in L.A. that still do that. You I'm know? sure. Like, I'm sure. And there were uh, I, there were I didn't know of any bars in Santa Cruz that wouldn't card. But um, there were definitely like liquor stores that we knew didn't card for right. liquor and beer. So I, 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 like, I'm kind of willing to be like, okay, this guy has like figured something out, but this seems like not the kind of shitty place that like we would have to drink to drink without an ID. Yeah, this, this is, is like a, kind of a nice not jazz club. An establishment that is uh, risking losing their license. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's a that is the best way to put that point. Also, um, you know, sort of. Along with my argument that these high schoolers don't want to drink wine, I don't think that a high schooler wants to drink a martini. (laughs) That's more believable than wine, though. It is because it's just alcohol. But like, I don't think that I really got on a martini bandwagon until I was in my 20s. No, you know, no, you, I mean, I dig a great, like I, I dig a good cold martini. If someone would like to deliver one to the house I'm staying at, I will take it. (laughs) But no, that's not true. I'm not drinking right now. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> We're drinking boxed wine, so oh you're not God, missing I'm anything. S- I, I'm actually have never been more jealous um, <laughs> of, your, of your Franzia. Franzia chillable red. Oh man, what a what a delight. Anyway, so the singer, the singer, um, she starts singing "Come Rain or Come Shine," which like I love an old jazz standard, so I'm into it. Um, and, you know, I would love for anyone to take me out to a jazz club when we're allowed out again. I'm into that kind of a date. Right. Um, this situation, the writers are like, oh, look at how mysterious it, he is. He goes to jazz clubs. I know, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Again, even when this episode aired in 1999, I was like, I don't fuck with this guy. I know. Who is this guy? I know. What is happening? See, now so that's dance to yeah. the jazz song. And yeah. you're just like okay and jen like her face is kind of like what the fuck is happening yeah yeah it is and i gotta say in 1999 so like i am a trained musician um which you know and i played a lot of jazz in my life 
And my parents used to take me to this little jet. Santa Cruz actually has like a very famous jazz club um, called yeah. Kuwumbwa Jazz Center. And so my mom would take me to see jazz there on Monday nights. And, um, and, uh, so I, I was like, I didn't think it was all that weird for kids to be at a jazz club. I was thought it was weird that they had martinis. Um, mm-hmm. but like it was, uh, you know, I was like, what? That seems like a cool date. I mean, that's it. I don't know. It's not that it doesn't seem like a cool date. Yeah. I just don't like the way they're building this character of like, oh, he goes to Bible study three times a week and then he goes to a jazz club to drink martinis. Isn't he mysterious? You're like, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> what is happening? Who is this guy? I know. What? That doesn't make any sense. Like, anyways, anyways. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, so then we go back to school. Yeah. And it's real fucked up. It's bad. It's gotten bad. I don't know how this to me indicates it must have been Mr. Peterson. Yeah. Someone has photocopied Jack's poem and Uh just like plastered it all over the school, like on the lockers and the walls or whatever. Yeah. And Pacey and Andy are like, remember Jack turned his essay, his poem into Mr. Peterson. The only person who had is Mr. Peterson. Right. So Pacey and Andy are ripping the poem down off the walls and are like, what the fuck? This is so fucked, which true, true, it is. And then we cut back to Peterson's class and Peterson asks Jack to continue reading the poem. What the fuck? Fire this guy. This, (laughs) I honestly cannot believe it this is is so fucked up this is so fucked up and i'm not saying that i don't think that this is realistic i'm sure that it is and you know i think i i constantly flash back to i don't know if you remember this but like 10 years ago you and i were on a train um and this kid from mississippi was telling us about how they could use corporal punishment um and you and i were like horrified that he got yeah. beaten in school and i was like I, that was 10 years ago so yeah. i don't i i i think that there are probably teachers yeah. who have been this horrible probably some that are still this horrible but this is just absolutely unacceptable and and don't get me wrong i love almost all teachers but i'm sure that there are some shitty ones out there um and yeah i mean it's just like watching this it sucks because this is what, like these portrayals of teachers, like again, like you said, that probably does exist somewhere in America. Yeah. But this is also furthers this idea that all teachers are shitty, which like I don't think is true. I don't believe. <laughs> I, I don't believe. <laughs> I know a bunch of teachers that, you know, are teachers right now and they're incredible and driven and talented right. and like, you know, inspire people to, you know, kids, you know, to totally. be their future, totally. you know. I personally didn't have any teachers that were fucked up like this. So that right. wasn't my experience either, you know? So it, it's, that's why it's so hard for me to watch. Yeah. Same. And, you know, I have like, I think 12 or 14 teachers in my, you know, immediate family, my aunts, between yeah. my aunts and uncles and grandparents and parents. So like, you know, I, I, I have the utmost respect for teachers, but this is like f- so fucked. And Mr. Peterson tells Jack, if you don't read this, if you don't finish reading this poem, I'm going to fail you. I would take the F. I, and Jack like kind of looks at him like helplessly and is like, why are you doing this to me? 
It's crazy. Like, it's so fucked up. It's very like it's so crazy. It's, I, it's so hard. Fucked. It's very hard. I mean, when I was in second grade, I had to go to the bathroom in class, and my teacher was like, "All right, you have to write your name on the board and stay after class." And I was like, "Fuck you!" And I just peed my pants. <laughs> And he was like, why'd you do that? And I was like, I'm not waiting after class. So they had to change the rule. Yeah. Fucking Aaron Hensley. You're going to make second graders. Like, if you're no, second graders, you're seven. You have to pee. You have to pee. Yeah. There's no punishment for that. No, I know. I know. I, um, yeah, that's fucked. But. So anyways. So Pacey gets that's up. like, why are you torturing me? Right. And Pacey's like, because he can. Yep. So Pacey takes the phone poem and he starts reading it. Yeah. He's like, I'll read it. Yeah. Yeah. You want someone to read it? I'll read it. (laughs) And Mr. Peterson tries to be like, send Pacey to the principal's office. Like, I'm going to write you up. Like, you know, and Pacey just lays into him. Yeah. And they start going at it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because Peterson's like, you know, you will listen to me when I talk to you. And Pacey says, why should I? And I'm like. There's a part yeah. of me that's like, I have similar authority issues to pay to Pacey. Like he, he speaks to me on a deep level with these authority uh-huh. issues that he has because like I had this thing always with people where I'm like, if you don't earn my respect, I'm not yeah. going to give it to you. Yes. I don't care if you're the teacher. I don't care if you're the principal. I don't care if you're a person who is supposed Older than you. <laughs> yeah. Is supposed to have some sort of like, um, authority over me if you are fucked up i don't respect you yeah so and we've already like last episode pacey wants to be a good person right his life is character driven yes you're a good person yes. you're a good person you're a shitty person kick rocks i don't have time for you right i right. i am the same way too i dig it and i dig it yeah i dig it pacey so peterson's like you know, I'm going to give you a pass to go to the principal's office. And Pacey is just kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why do you do this? Yeah. And he's he says, you know, you're a bitter, cynical old man who gets off on torturing us, which is like true. Yes. And then Peterson basically tells him that he's going to fail him, that he's going to fail Pacey. Yeah. And then Pacey, he you can see how frustrated and mad yeah. he gets because he's like, first of all, this is my first chance of like getting a decent grade right. in my right. life. And also he's been working his ass off. Right. You know? And he says and, like, so, as such. He's like, he's I like, gotta be your better. Fair. Like yeah. you cannot fucking do that. Like how that is that functionally sounds illegal. <laughs> right. He's like, I've gotten a beer better on every test in this class. And Pacey's like, you know, I you disgust me. I can't believe you're doing this. And uh, Peterson is like, you're a failure destined to always be a failure. And I was like, Ooh, he hit Pacey right in the tender spot. Yeah. And Peterson goes on and says, you know, trying to teach people like you is spitting in the face of the entire educational system. And then Pacey spits in his face and says, that is spitting in the face of the entire educational system. And he walks out of the room. And then Mr. Peterson takes off his glasses dramatically in the world's tiniest violin place. Yeah. So my thing is like, look, Peterson deserved that. Peterson, you know, I think he kind of deserved to be spit in his face. It's hard because, you know, like, I don't advocate for violence. I don't 
No, it's I felt really complicated. I did cheer because I my blood was boiling. Yeah, it was yeah. just like a, a release of like, fuck that guy. Like, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's very difficult, you know, it uh, is. how to manage your anger in situations like this. Yeah. And I'm I, and, and also I'm on like Casey's side. Yeah. And I think like that guy hit Pacey in the weak spot. And I get that. I get that. And like, also, like, he created an unsafe classroom. Yeah. For you Jack, know? So too. Yeah. It's just very hard because, like, if I if I was a Pacey's parent, say, and I got called to the principal's office because of that, and my, you know, child told me what happened, I'd be yeah. like, all right, I got your back, you know? Right. And I totally. could advocate for my kid. Even if they got suspended, I'd be like, you're not punished, you know? Like, right. I, and I'm going to try to advocate for you because, and I would also advocate for that teacher to be removed because it's an unsafe environment for all of the students in the room. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we go over to the principal's office and Pacey is like, I'm not going to fucking apologize. Like, yeah. And Peterson is in the room, we find out, and he calls Pacey an insubordinate. Why is he there? I have no idea. He calls Pacey an insubordinate little waste. And I was just like, fuck this guy. Like, so the goal that he could say that to the in, in front, front of, the, of principal. the principal and the guidance counselor. Because yeah. Mr. Milo, I mean, whatever. Almost every teacher we've seen so far has been a fucking nightmare on the yeah, show. Even Mr. Milo was fucked up the first time we met him. Right. And so, but he's like, you know, basically tells Peterson, like, you're hardly innocent in all this. Yeah, like, he's like, dog, you made another student cry and another student had a reaction to that. Yeah, like, hello, that's what happens. And the principal is kind of like, you know, look, let's reconvene tomorrow. If you don't apologize tomorrow, Pacey, I'm going to suspend you. Yeah. And and it's like on the one hand that is pretty generous. Yeah. Like, look, all you have to do is apologize, and he won't get suspended. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, what is the repercussion for the teacher? Right, it's the principal of the matter. Yeah, yeah. And um, principal with an le, not an a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so Pacey walks out. And Jack is waiting outside the door of the office. Yeah. And Pacey's like, hey, man, like, you didn't have to come all the way down here. Like, I appreciate it. And Jack's like, bro, I did not come here for you. And yeah. is like, they called me in here. And Pacey's, yeah. Pacey kind of tells Jack, like, you know, they wanted me to apologize, but I told them to go screw themselves. And Jack's like, that was fucking stupid. Like, and it kind of like you can see Jack kind of being like, you're making this about you. Yep. He's like, I can handle my own battles. Like, I didn't need to. I just didn't want to make a whole spectacle of this thing. And like, you didn't. I didn't need a hero. Like, yeah. I want you to keep. I wanted you to keep your nose out of this. And like, so I said earlier in this episode that like Pacey was acting like an ally towards Andy. I want to say that in this situation, Jack's the one who gets to decide what exactly. an ally for him looks like. Yeah. And so it seems like this is not what he needed. And and I think that's interesting and complicated. And like, you know, I think so often we think we're doing the right thing. And really, it's not the thing that the person who we're trying to fight for wants. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're you're not being an accomplice to the person that needs you. Right. Right. So, you know, I mean, 
Exactly. I love Jack for being like, fuck you. You're not helping me. If you think you're helping me, you're not, you know? And like, also a little bit like you're making this about you. Like you have an issue with Mr. Peterson and you should advocate for yourself about that. But like, don't, don't pretend like you you did this for me because he didn't spit in Mr. Peterson's face for Jack. He's been in Mr. Peterson's face for him. Right. Peterson hit his nerve and, and Pacey spit in his face. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I mean, I I don't, it's not that I don't think that Peterson kind of deserved what he got, but at the same time, this was not, you know, Jack is like, I don't want to be the center of this. Right. I didn't ask to be. I think Pacey's behavior, like I completely understand it, but again, he was like, he says to Jack, I'm trying to help you. And Jack's right. like, but you're not. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so then we go outside and like Ty runs up to Jen and gives her like a cupcake from this bake sale that he's like running or something. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, like what do you think of the date? Yeah. And, and she's I- <laughs> that he has alternate identities. Right. So also he says, I I just like wanted to note that these Uh high school sophomores not only went to a jazz club and had martinis, but seemed to have done so on a weeknight. And And like late night, he picked her up at 10. I'm like, okay, uh, that's the most unbelievable part to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to pick out the most (laughs) unbelievable part about this storyline, especially to me, just like, I'm just going to say it. It doesn't make sense. Jen is the most sensitive character on this whole show, and we know she's been building a friendship with Jack. Her storyline has nothing to do with what's going on with Jack. It's not even mentioned. Right. It, it doesn't make sense. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and it's jarring to have this huge storyline that all the characters are involved in. Except for You Jen. know, over here. And then Jen has her own storyline. Yeah. That has like a jazz club and a creep. And like, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't even feel like the same show when we cut over Jen. I know. I agree with you. And like Ty, you know. So yeah, so you're right. Jen says like, it's weird that you have alternate identities. And yeah, then, because then you're, that's the type of person that has a year-long affair. <laughs> that's the kind of person who has, a, like, a fucking other family in Cleveland. Yeah. 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 Totally. That doesn't, like, what about that makes you uh, exhibit that you're trustworthy? <laughs> totally. And Ty Like, says you could that, be a complicated person and have a lot of, like, a well-rounded amount of um, parts of your identity, for sure. Oh, sure. But this is not, that's not what he's saying, nor is that what he is. He goes to this Bible group. Do you think those people at the Bible group know that he goes and drinks martinis at a jazz club, you know, on weeknights? He kind of lays out that that's not the truth. He has right. something that he goes to, like, you know, he has his church and then he has his other him. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They don't know. I don't think at all. They, they, yeah. they know that he does this. And he, cause he says he's a student by day and a rat packer by night, which just like every time this guy tries to quantify himself, like by a Dorcas McForcus, I just like yeah. want to fucking die. Get yeah. run from this. Jen, run, Jen, run, he- run. Yeah, because he's like, I need something to go to church on Sundays, you know? Well, so he's it's like, yeah, he's party like, now, confess your sins later. Yeah. And Ty's like, and, and like, 
I don't know. I, uh, I mean, we talked about this before that I, you and I both grew up kind of Catholic adjacent. Yeah. And to me, that's the most frustrating thing about the Catholic church is like, you get to behave like a complete monster and then confess your sins and it all goes away. Mm-hmm. And like, I just think, fuck that shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, I know he's not necessarily Catholic, but, um, but so he asks her out again and she walks away before she gives an answer. She just kind of walks away from him. So (laughs) it's just weird. I don't know what the writers are trying to make us feel or do, or like what we're supposed to take away from this. Like the one part that I kind of didn't like is that they kind of have this discussion about religion and like what religion means to him and like what she kind of and yeah. and Jen's like, hey, this is hypocritical. Like this shit you're saying is hypocritical. I like that. I like two teenagers having a discussion about religion. But like, I don't know. I don't think that this guy, like, can she just have it with someone else? Yeah. <laughs> I'm into them having a conversation about it, but whatever. So, so we go back into the hall and Andy and Pacey are walking down the hall and Andy's wondering like what Pacey's going to do. Yeah. And Pacey's like, I'm going to take this su- suspension. And Andy like goes off on him and yeah. it, it's kind of harsh, you know? Yeah. She's like, you, you can't, you, what do you mean? Like you can't last a suspension. You're all of your hard work in school is going to be derailed. And like, this is a big deal, you know? And, you know, Pacey's kind of like, no, no, this is a big deal. Right. This person, you can see, like, they're both very strong in their principles and the way that they see the world. Yeah. And so, and for the most part, that that helps them. That's because it's something they have in common. But this is a point, this exact moment is a time in which their principles are different and And so it's causing a problem right right and like pacey's like you know that guy doesn't deserve an apology like and and like you know andy's kind of like it doesn't matter what peterson did like you spit in his face and and it's like she has a point too yeah 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 they're both i don't know that either of them are wrong right um and then like Andy asks what Dawson thinks and Dawson's like a little bit quiet and Pacey looks at him and is like, you think this is a mistake too? Yeah. And Dawson just is like, this is serious, Pacey, you know? And um, my note then in all caps is Pacey is the moral compass of this show. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard because like, I agree with Andy to an extent, like, yeah, especially since Andy's goals are to get good grades and go to a college or whatever. Yeah. So at that point you're like, well, it's a fair trade. You just apologize to this piece of shit and you don't get suspended. Like whatever, you know? And then on the other hand, I think Pace is totally right. He's like, why would I do that? Like I, my goals, my personal identity is about being a good person in my search for integrity right. and nothing about those things align with apologizing to a piece of shit. So I would, to me, it's a fair trade to represent my integrity and get suspended than to have to, you know, erode my integrity to stay in school and have that guy get away with that behavior. Right. And like, as it's like, I get Andy because like as someone who my whole educational life was like built towards getting into college, you know, I sort of like, I get where Andy's coming from. Like I totally do. 
And then there's like this other part of me, like, do you remember that? There's an episode of my so-called life where um, Angela, like, prints this magazine with a dirty, Mm -hmm. it's like a, it's not a dirty poem, but it's like a poem about sex. And um, like, she's not supposed to. And her parents are like, you know, yeah, the lip mag. And her parents tell her to pick her battles. And she like does this. And, and then they're like, why did you do it? We told you whatever. And she's like, you told me to pick my battles. I picked my battle. Yeah. Like, this is my battle. And, like, yeah. I kind of feel that vibe from Pacey. Like, right. I'm picking my battles, but, like, this is a battle that I think is fucking worth it. Oh, um, absolutely. And my thing is, like, I think there's a lot of honor in that and saying, like, you know, this is a battle that's really worth it to me to, like, say this is fucked up and I'm going to stand up to this. And yeah, even if absolutely. it means that I, if some, I inflict pain on myself, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. And that's the thing with this, like, I think that they're both right. I see both of them where they're coming from and it, both of them are being authentic to their character and their future goals. You know, it's interesting that Dawson is the third person there. I don't even know why that is. (laughs) Because in the show's mind, Dawson is Pacey's moral compass, even Uh, though that is fucking bullshit. But like, according to the show, that's the, yeah, that's why. So, you know, it's interesting. It, what it does make sense. I don't think Dawson has it in his heart to stand up to people like, you know, um, because he's always had the privilege of uh, being the person who people look up to and is immediately given respect. Right. So it does make sense that Dawson is kind of like, yeah, just me feels like a class war. I agree with you. I agree with you so much because the two more upper crusty people are telling this like working class guy, don't yeah. stand up for this, you know, and I, yeah. I, I think I have a note later, um, about this, but I'll say it now, which is basically like, you know, this is how these things continue to happen, right? Is that like yeah. the people with an amount of power don't, don't stand do up. anything. Yeah. No, because like I said, if I, had been in that classroom and I was like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? Why are you torturing Jack? Like whatever. And sit up to, and I got to the principal's office. My parents would have my back and advocate for that teacher to get fired. You know? So like you said, I would be someone more in a position to actually have a change come from that situation. Whereas Pacey, not only do his friends don't have his back, the teachers don't have his back. His parents aren't even there when he's in the principal's office nor on the phone, you know? So he has to take a stand all alone, which is it. it, You have to be a stronger person and you have to be more brave than someone who doesn't have the privilege of people backing them. Yeah. um, Which makes it harder. And also it's why you see like, just why we talk about white privilege <laughs> you know we don't use our power for good all the time yep, yep. it's you true know? it's true yeah so then they like turn the corner yeah. and their faces like drop and you're like holy shit what the fuck yeah and then we cut and um jack and and joey are talking and they're they're walking in the hall yeah. and jack's like oh mr milo just conveniently had these pamphlets on his desk and they're about like him being gay and like whatever okay wait and- first jack says do you ever get the feeling you're trapped in a lifetime movie and i will just want to know definitely something heterosexual men say to each other um, <laughs> just just a note just a note from julia 
Um, yeah, Joey reads off the pamphlets names that he's like been handed and they're one of them is gay and okay. One of them is what's your sexuality? And one of them is am I gay? And so um, it's a little weird. Yeah. So then we go back to Pacey and Andy and Dawson. Well, and so they turn and they see it too. Well, so all of our characters are together, right? Well, so no, wait, they don't see it yet. Um, so Pacey and Andy and Dawson, like Andy tells Pacey that his GPA isn't going to survive a suspension and he'll be back uh-huh. to square one. And then Pacey's like, you think I'm going to be an academic loser? And Pacey's like, or Andy's like, that's not what I said. But Pacey's like, it's what you felt. It's it's like, this is what you felt. And like everything that you've helped me to become is someone who believes in himself, who believes in his instincts. And every single one of my instincts tells me that what that man did in that classroom is wrong. And um, I just said, fight the power, Pacey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Psh, psh, go get yeah. him. And that's when they turn around and like all kind of like are like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. And then we so come then back. we see... Yeah, well, we cut back to Jack and Joey and they come out into the like same area. And Jack's kind of like, I'm going to need your help with this. This is going to get better before we get it gets worse. And then they get stopped and are like, oh, shit. And then we see. Yeah. And it's it's Jack's locker. We assume it's Jack's locker. And it has the F word spray painted on it. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 um, gay F word. uh, Yeah. Spray painted on it. And Jack kind of like looks very vulnerable and it's so scary. It's it like my heart. I can't I can't believe this. Yeah. There's like spray paint someone's locker. I mean it's a hate crime. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and every kind of one kind of looks at Jack and he kind of like just walks over and opens it as everyone is staring at him. And it's he, so brave. He's so brave. He looks so lost and alone. And scared. And scared. And he kind of makes eye contact with Joey. And she just, like, is like, okay. And she, like, walks up to him and is like, kiss me. <sighs> and he asks why. And she says, just because. Which was what um, Pacey and Andy said to each other at the beginning of yeah. the episode. Um, and it's a nice little callback. And they kind of, like, make out at this locker. Um <laughs> Which, like, it's weird, but you get it. I get it. I think, you know, I think it's a, I actually kind of. I guess I think the weird part to me is like, if that mattered that he was dating Joey, then like this rumor wouldn't be that big. Right. But if they're dating. So like, it just, that's the part that it's like, what is this proving? Everyone already knows that part. Right. But I also think that there's a way in which like, you know, I get the like, fuck you all he's not gay like he's gonna make out with a girl i mean again that doesn't mean anything you know but like um there are plenty of gay people that have made out with uh you know yeah yeah totally (laughs) um so i don't know i i agree with you it's a little weird but also i get the point they're trying to make um so so then we go to the mcphees and jack is like washing dishes and andy thanks him and Jack's like, oh, so you're talking to me again? Yeah. And then, you know, you know, he accepts the apology. Yeah, Andy and, apologizes. Yeah. And Andy's like, you're too nice. <laughs> yeah. And Jack's like, it's kind of easier that way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then Andy's like honest with him. Yeah. 
And she's like, look, when I first heard about what happened, all I could feel was resentment. Yeah. Because for the first time, our lives had started to slow down and like things kind of had reached like a, a point of comfortability. And now then something else happened that was going to like uproot it and make it more, you know, unstable. And, um, you know, and then she pulls out the poem and she was like, and then, but I read it. I, I read the poem. Yeah. And it's a beautiful poem. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know if it means that you're gay, but I don't care. Yeah. Because I know the person that wrote it is scared. Yeah. Well, because she says like, you know, Andy's like, it's been hard for both of us. And um, she's like, you know, you're better at dealing with this sort of thing. And Jack sort of says to her, like, no one is suited for public ridicule, which I loved, like that sentiment like yeah. people can be strong and people can be good at weathering storms but like public ridicule is like fucking hard yeah that's the whole point of what's happening in this episode yeah. is that like jack has these rumors happening about him and no one is like hey how do you feel about these rumors right are you, you know? okay are you okay yeah are you okay because like the validity of the rumor it doesn't matter yeah you know it doesn't matter i mean obviously i don't think it matters whether you're gay or not so just, it right. doesn't fucking matter right. you know so like it's like whatever you know it just sucks to have people co-opt and control a narrative about you yes i agree and and like Andy, you know, is basically like, look, you're scared. I can see it. And I'm your sister. And I didn't know this. Yeah. And she says, like, she says, I'm here for you. And I love you. And I was like, this is how you say this. No, it's so cool. Like her, obviously, her storyline is one of the best ones of this. I agree. You know, whole experience of it, you know, because when you think about it abstractly of like, Oh God, Andy and the gay brother, she's like, Oh, I don't want that. But when then she humanizes it and realizes that it's Jack, she's like, I don't give a fuck whether or not he's gay. That doesn't matter. Like he's my brother. He's all I got. I want him to be happy. I don't want him to feel scared. I don't want him to feel hurt or pain. And I don't want him to like have to go through this, you know? And like, I think that that's one of the problems with, that happens when when potentially when people come out is that it's like you you see it like abstractly instead of humanizing it right you know yeah so then we cut over to dawson's pier which joey is running up um which is you know a theme of this show joey running up and down that pier (laughs) and she climbs through the window and she startles him Because she apparently still can't hear the ladder most of the time. I guess, but it's still there. It's still there. And the window has no screen. No. I don't know. It's weird. But anyways. Yep. And, and she fucking apologizes to him. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, I think we had the same note. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, Joey? You were right the first time. <laughs> Sorry about yesterday. <laughs> And oh he, my god what is happening I know, okay anyway and he's like you know it's so. cool i understand yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't apologize he doesn't know apologize back that would be the form for him to be like i understand like i kind of overreacted to like i see where you're coming from right. like it was just a tough situation he doesn't say anything he's like oh, you're right you should have apologized okay now what do you want you, yeah oh god anyways i know so she's like like i need advice you yeah. know yeah and I like this, you know, I do that too. she's like, okay. I do too. Austin says we're trying to be friends. So like, you know, I don't have any other friends. Here we so, are. Yep, you know, yep, yep. Here we are. You know? 
And he's and he's like, party, anything, yeah. you know? And so he's trying to make a space for her that yeah. they are trying to create a situation for them. I kind of love know, them friends. in this episode. Uh-huh. I really do. You, I have, I mean, I don't like, I don't like him. So yeah. Far, you know, yeah. I, there are a lot of pros to it. I don't, I don't like the restaurant scene, but other than that, like, I do like how their relationship has been going in this episode. And Joey's like, you know, I think maybe you were right about Jack and the poem that, and yeah. she, you know, that he like, that he meant the, to write this poem. Yeah. And she, Joey's like, you know, he says he didn't and he has like a thousand reasons and they all make sense, but they like kind of don't all make sense. Yeah. She's confused, you know, and she wants to bounce what's going on in her head off of someone else, you know? Right. And she's kind of like, you know, I wish I would have. like, I wish I just asked him if he was gay. Right. And you're kind of like, why didn't you? I don't know. Anyways. And Dawson says, why why don't you do that? And yeah. You know, and again, like it's like last episode where Joey lays out why she can't just come out right. and say something, right. you know, because she's like, if I do that, he'll know I've considered it. And if he knows I considered it, it will always be there. And Dawson's kind of like the elephant in their room, like the thing that's always lurking, but is never yeah. brought up. And, and this part I didn't love because didn't what's either. wrong with considering it? I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's fine to consider it. Like, I mean, it seems logical. It's like, yeah, okay. This rumor okay. happens. This event happens. The the Jack's reaction to it happens in a way that you're like, wait, okay, wait. Yeah, what does like, this mean? Okay, straight up. Like, are you gay? Like, or what do you? What do? You, what's your takeaway from what happened? You know, right. like. Let's talk about this, you know? Yeah. And then, and Dawson says, like, in her case, it's a gay elephant in the room. And she kind of, like, she kind of chuckles, but is like, that's not funny. And, but it, he does kind of break her tension, which, like, uh-huh. I, I do like that it, sh- I do like that this show shows their friendship and the, when they, do, when it does show those friends, this friendship in that way, where, like, he knows what to do to make her less tense and mm-hmm. less, like, serious. And, and Dawson, I mean, it's actually good advice that he gives. Um, and he says, It's just like unbelievable, though. He's like, if there's one thing I've learned about relationships in the last year, it's that they begin and end with honesty. So my note was that, like, yet again, Dawson is constantly giving advice that he himself never takes. Um, <laughs> it's, you can tell this is where his filmmaker yeah. vibe comes in, yeah. where he, like, either is repeating a sentiment or he is like, you know, trying to demonstrate something that he's seen happen repeatedly in movies. You know? Yeah. He knows what but the yeah, sentiment me and should be. My boyfriend be. like yeah. literally laughed out loud I at know. it. I know. Like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know, he's Dustin's kind of like, you know, ask Jack if he's gay. Like that's yeah, what you need to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just, right. Like she said the reason why she couldn't ask him. And he's like, no, it's not good enough. Yeah. Go ask that's her not him, a good you know? reason. Yeah. 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 And he tells Joey to go and he's like, you know, go ask him basically. And Joey thanks him. And then she kind of like stops and turns and says, thank you. Right to him. And then she kisses him on the cheek and leaves. Why'd she do that? I don't know. What the fuck? I know. That's not their vibe. We've never done that before. Why did they introduce that element? <sighs> Aaron, I don't know. Um, I like there's a part of me that wants to think that Joey is like, thank you for actually just being my friend right now. 
Like, thank you for not being Dawson, the guy who wants to be dating me. And thank you for being Dawson, my friend. Um, I don't know why she kissed him on the cheek, but like, that's what the vibe I got from Joey that she was like, it was a similar vibe to like the beginning of the episode by the lockers when she's like, you know, um, it's kind of nice that you're being nice to Jack. Like that kind of, that. No, no, I think her saying thank you. I think everything, the kiss I know specifically is like what I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I know. I know. And they do that. I know. I'm with you. And they do that. It just doesn't make sense. I'm with and you. And also, like, it just doesn't make... Why'd they do that? Ugh. Also, okay. I think, like, she goes to leave. She leaves out the window. And, like, they kind of, like, close in on Dawson's face. And, like, I think... She's being fucked up to him because she knows he likes her and wants to be with her. So if you are trying to build a friendship with someone... Yeah. Strictly friends with someone who you know has like lingering lingering feelings towards you can't be going around kissing them no no even on, even the, on cheek. the cheek yeah exactly yeah. but the, like the way She's that fucked up to him and the way that the shot is left is Dawson kind of like as the here as the like friend as the selfless hero that's like letting his the love of his life go off and like yeah and having Find just herself. right and having just dispensed great advice for how she can keep her boyfriend and like yeah. i i fucking hate that like yeah. i really hate that but yeah yeah so so then we go to school and like Dawson and Pacey are waiting outside the principal's office and like Peterson kind of walks by and Pacey sees him and is like that guy has it out for me yeah and he kind of is like Maybe I should Doss just apologize. Like, yeah, white men do what they want. <laughs> but, but Dawson's like, you know, or Pacey says, you know, maybe I should just apologize. And then he looks at Dawson and he's like, you don't think what I did was right, do you? Yeah. And Dawson's, and Dawson's like, like, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, he's like, I can't it's, judge. It's, it's interesting because, like, obviously Dawson wouldn't do that. Yeah. I've never once seen Dawson stand up for anyone. Right. He doesn't even stand up for Joey. I, I agree. I know. I know. I think, you know, I, that's how I and felt, like, too. I'm not saying there's something wrong with not standing up for someone yeah. or for things. I mean, I do think I would love to see Dawson stand up for his friends, and I don't see that. That's something in particular I don't like about his character. Yeah. But, like. Not everyone has to be like a freedom fighter like this, right, you know? Right. So like that isn't in Dawson's character to do stuff like that. So it's kind of shocking that Pacey is even asking him. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally. And so Pacey asks if like, you know, asked Dawson basically like, you know, it's like if I go in there and can't apologize, will you be ashamed of me? Um and pa- Dawson finally stands up for Pacey. Yeah. And he's like, I never in my life would be ashamed of you. Never in my life will I be ashamed of you, Pacey. It's yep. pretty good. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. They've, they've done some interesting things to Dawson's character this episode. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but also interestingly made him like a minor character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So then My- Milo calls Pacey into the office. Pacey is definitely wearing carpenter jeans. Um, <laughs> and the principal is like, you know, we're all ears, Mr. Witter. And Pacey gives this like nice little speech and says, you know, 
I'm going to start by saying that I'm more ashamed of what I did in that classroom yesterday than anything I've done in my entire life. It was flat wrong, and I have no case here. And he said, I'm sorry for the event, but not now, nor will I ever be sorry for its intention. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's fucking awesome. No, and he's right. Like, he shouldn't have let his anger erupt to spinning in someone's face. Sure. That being said, the intention behind it was like, this guy is making other people feel unsafe and he's abusing his power in a way that is wholly unacceptable and I cannot stand for. Right. And, you know, he, he kind of goes on and is like, you know, you guys, you guys are in charge. Like you guys tell us what to do when we show up, when we leave. And like, we're not supposed to question any of it because like to question it would be to go against the belief that you guys know what's right. And like, that was not right. The thing that happened was not yeah. okay. It was not right. And like, you made a student cry. You embarrassed him. You stripped him of his dignity in front of his peers. And like, I'm not going to apologize to you about that. And I'm like, yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He's Pacey, just like, I will never apologize for standing up for ma- to masters. Right. And, and, um, he leaves and the music cue we were supposed to get right here is Natalie and Brulia's Smoke which is very bad it is a truly awful song um, I listened to part of it and I, and the person I'm staying with is, was like oh my god what is this shit <laughs> um, well she only has that one song and it was written for someone else and they torn. gave it to her because she was hot yeah she was on I believe she was on the Australian um, soap opera Neighbors uh, uh, I I am fairly certain her and Carly uh, Minogue were both on Neighbors. Everyone um, been on Neighbors in Australia. Australia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someday, if y'all get me drunk at a bar, I will sing you the Neighbors theme song because I do know it. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so then we go. We cut to to the docks. It's nighttime. Pacey is like sitting on the docks, yeah. and Andy comes up wearing some platform sneakers as were the, <laughs> as were the. <laughs> as were the look of the time um and she asked how it went yep and and pacey's like i'm getting suspended for a week yep and pacey's like you know why did you come down here <laughs> yeah and she's and he's like i care about you yeah and they start going at it oh yeah Pacey's like i needed you to have my back yeah and she says, like, you know, I can't support everything you do. And he's like, that's not what I'm saying. I needed you to have my back. Yeah. He says, I don't want you to agree with me, but I want you to be there for me. Yeah. And there's a difference. And she Because kinda, it's true. You yeah. can totally fundamentally disagree. Like, they are both right yeah. in their viewpoints. But yeah. you have to be like, it's up. It's your life. It's up to you. And I, yeah. I have your back. Ride or die. And... She's like, how dare you? Like, I challenge one of your actions and you throw it in my face. And then Pacey stands up and they like really start going at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and he's just like, you know, you weren't there for Jack either. And she's like, you know, I I just apologized to him and I came here to apologize to you. Yeah. And she says, you know, Jack is innocent. What's happening to me is no control over, but you knew what you were doing. And like she's definitely right in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, she is then kind of like, then Pacey reveals 
that he stood up to Mr. Peterson mostly for him. Right. As he says, like, look, it's my fault Peterson picked on Jack. Yeah. Like, it's my fault. Yeah. He says, you know, he knew he couldn't get to me. He was trying to get to me and he knew he couldn't. And so he turned on Jack and I felt responsible. Yeah. And Andy wonders why Pacey couldn't tell her that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, he's like, because you wouldn't have cared about me. You wouldn't have had my back, you know? You just want me to clean up your messes. Yeah, he's like, you know, you just wanted me to clean up the mess. And sh- and I just, like, feel like this is such an insight into Andy's character. Like, yeah. that, like, well, he... also revealing, like, you know, I've, we've been talking about how their relationship it, is potentially getting into a place where it is imbalanced, you know? Right. And but he and, like, knows her so well, yeah. And Pacey needed her, yeah. And, and she wasn't there. Had a moment in their relationship like that. He has always been there for her. He's fought for her. He's always been there for her. He he has cleaned up her messes, yeah. you know. And when she when he needed her, she didn't have she didn't have the tools to know how to do it, you know. Right. I mean, she's been there for him in other ways, like with his academic performance, but like. For this kind of thing, for emotional support, she has yeah. not been there. And, you know, Pacey kind of says there are some messes you just have to learn to live with. And like, yeah. which is also true. You know, the, uh, not all the messes get cleaned up. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing like how maybe this is like an element of their class divide, too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because uh, he feels like she won't like him if he doesn't have good grades. Right. No, I know. And even though he's standing up and and doing what's right, like that the yeah. grades are so yeah, important. Yeah, that's exactly like yeah. following the like the path, the you know, the yeah. upper middle class. Like you go to get good grades, you go to college, you buy a house, you get two kids, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> two and a half kids and a white picket fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. that is a way in which their their goals and like just their their fundamental belief in what is the the reality yeah. <laughs> is a little bit different, you know? Yeah. 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 And he goes, you know, he goes to leave and she's like, do you want me to come with you? And he's like, no, not today. Oh, I like, I have to say, I love that they can argue with each other like this. Like I actually, as much as I think they kind of are both right, like whatever, like I do like that they are able to argue with each other in this way. Like, no, ultimately, they have the best communication of any relationship we've seen on this yeah, show. You totally, know, totally. you're going to disagree. And like, and that's like any relationship. Yeah. You two people can be right. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They can be right at the same time. Exactly. So that's the hardest part in those situations, you know, where it's yeah. like, okay, you can be right and still off my back. Or, you yeah. know, like these are these are the things I still require from you, you know, yeah. even if you don't fundamentally agree with my motivations or where I'm coming from. Right. I I require this element from our relationship, you know? Yeah. So I do like that they can have these like conversations and disagreements, but it never erupts to anger. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think like, like it doesn't feel scary. (laughs) Right, right, right. And like, I, and I think like at the end of it, Andy's kind of like, do you want me to come home with you? And there's a part of me that thinks that that's like somewhat sexual, yeah. Um, like, oh, I usually come over whenever and like we do it, but like, and he's like, no, not tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, 
And so, like, I think that there's a certain way in which, too, like, their relationship that she's like, yeah, we had an argument, but, like, we're not. You know, it's like there's no fear that, like, we're broken up now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Like, not every you're not living in fear that any disagreement is going to end your relationship. Right. Exactly. Fucking horrible way to be. (laughs) Totally. But I think also it's a way a lot of high school relationships go. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So um, so then we go over to the ice house (laughs) and Joey walks in and Jack's like, you know, hey, where were you? I was covering both shifts. And again, I have a question of how this relationship (laughs) or how this fucking restaurant runs. What the fuck? It's really weird. I don't understand. Sorry. Sorry. I'm moving on. I I agree with you because it was like, wait, what? Okay, I know. I I was like, what? And she (laughs) just like stumbles in and he's like, hey, Jack, are you gay? Yeah. Are you gay? Uh, and he's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, takes a deep breath. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, uh, are you gay? And she's like, you know, you don't have to answer right away, but this question is building, and there's no easy way for a girl to ask her boyfriend if she's gay than to just ask him. And Jack's like, no, I'm not gay. Yeah. So you can see them trying to work on their communication, where she's yeah. like, oh, I got this, all these things spinning in my head. I just need to spit it out. And like, you know, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. kind of spinning a little bit too. Yeah. And, and so he's like, no, I'm, I'm not, not gay. gay. Or he doesn't say, you know, whatever. And she's like, okay, thank God. Not that I couldn't handle it if you were, right. but like, that would be fine. And I, you know, would get over it. But it, it's just a lot easier that you're not, you yeah, know. Yeah. She's like, who wants to deal with the issues of dating a guy who turns out to be gay? And I just said, Joey, we were all dating a guy who turned out to be gay in 1999. <laughs> Girl, all of us. <laughs> and uh it's fine <laughs> you, yeah yeah you get to still be friends afterwards um also i want just want to say like just to two people out there it does say a lot about you if you um if gay guys want to be around you i think it says actually um good things about your personality so so in high school when people are still figuring shit out or whatever in life when still pe- people are still figuring yeah, shit out creating a safe space for different demographics yeah. of people than your own then that means you're a good person yeah yeah, yeah. it's a compliment and also yeah. and also just you know being surrounded by gay people is a delight um so Jack kind of like grabs her face and like calms her down, like grabs it in a nice, a tender yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like calms her down and he kisses her and like, it's like, do you feel better? Well, okay, only lonely by Hootie oh, and the Blowfish starts I know, playing. Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> and they like kiss for a little bit, and then Jack says, "Do you feel better now?" And she's like, "You don't even know." And then yeah. she says to Jack, like, you know, do me a favor. No more poems, at least for a little while. And he's like, you got it. And they kiss again and she hugs him and the camera kind of moves around him. Yeah. And he says, we I'm see- not gay, Joey. And then we see his face. Yeah. And he's and, conflicted. Yeah. It's very conflicted. It's yeah. very conflicted. And I want to hug him. Poor yeah, Jack. I just feel I feel for Jack. I want to hug him so hard. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that no one really asked him how he feels. Yep. You know, yep. I, I do like him and Andy. They created a little, <clears throat> you know, space for them for each other. Yep. Which would make sense. Obviously, that would be the first person or, you know, presumably that would be the first person that would 
be there for you. You know, they understand right. you the best. Uh, but everyone else kind of made it about them and their personal feelings and their personal search for identity. Um, right. And that's hard to see. Uh, Mr. Peterson's a fucking piece of shit. Oh, God. He's such an asshole. Like, I just don't really understand how... I don't know. I don't even understand how he can possibly, like... Still have a job? Still have a job, not have been fired, all of it. I just don't get it. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, So it's it's hard to watch (laughs) that element of the story, you know? Yeah, it's really hard. And it's really hard to, like... It's really... For me, it's really hard to see, like... um, I don't know, just to see Pacey sort of have to deal with this shit and then also to see Jack have to deal with this shit. Yeah. You know, like, it's hard for me to see all of them dealing with, I don't know, the fucking... The effects of toxic masculinity? Yeah, yeah, the effects of toxic masculinity. This teacher who just, like, seems to not give a fuck and seems to like just be actively working against his students, you know, yeah. like, yeah, he, he's not, he, he's not for any of them. I mean, he's no. not excited for any of them. And, um, like, why are you even teaching, bro? <laughs> I know <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> also, this poem doesn't matter. I would have got an F because he already said the midterm was 50% of their grade. I know. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and- <laughs> And also, like, I don't know, there's a part of me that's like, when you read the poem, I, I mean, it's a little gay, but it's also poetry. It was, it did, yeah, when I was a kid and watched this episode, I remember going back to school and being like, I don't think Jack's gay. And I remember like, doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My friends are like, no, I think he is. And I was like, really? I don't think so. He said he's not like, you know, yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, and like, you know, so to me, I'm like, what? you just read a poem about a guy that who cares? Right. Because I don't think that I think men can have complicated relationships with other men. I don't think that that <laughs> has anything to do with your sexuality, because well, I think that's like an unhealthy way to think about things. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And and even if you identify as straight, it doesn't mean that you maybe don't have any like even if you identify as straight, you're not having zero sexual feelings towards people of the same um, gender, right. You know, or you can even identify straight and have had sexual encounters with Absolutely. people of the opposite gender. You know, yeah. I, I I just think that it's so personal to decide what your sexual identity is. So it just doesn't matter. Right. My personal belief is I think coming out is stupid because like it doesn't matter. Like right. I think you should fuck whoever you want to fuck. You know, right. I, I never had to come to my parents and be like I suck dick. You know, so like <laughs> it feels weird to me that like some people do have to say that, right. you know, and also I, who knows, I would fall in love with whoever I want to fall in love with. Like right. if I fall in love with a woman, that's that, like, you yeah. know, so like, but I just, I, but that being said, I think people should do whatever they personally want to. That doesn't I, mean I think no one should come out. That doesn't, that's not what I'm saying, I agree you know, with you. or I, like have that part of them, you know? So, and you know, obviously like I'm, or not, this isn't obvious, but I am lucky and privileged that like, even when I was young, my parents were like, I mean, if you're gay, we don't care. Yes. Yes. And and <laughs> mine too. I never yeah. had any fear. I never had any of that. You yeah. know, I did have 
have a grandma. I have conservative grandmas, but my parents would have had my back in yeah. this situation. Yeah. So it didn't feel scary if that if that was something that I wanted to you know pursue as part of my identity with them. Yeah. That being said, we've talked about it before. I'm pretty waspy, so I don't talk about sex with my parents. So I just can't Same. imagine ever any of that. I would have just been the type to be like, oh, yeah, I'm bringing someone home. This is my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. Have ne- it, we wouldn't have said anything about right, it. Right. Yeah, no, I know. I kind of feel similarly. Like, I'm I'm with you. I, I have that waspiness, too, where I'm like, I don't need to have this discussion with you. Uh, yeah. When I bring someone home to you, I will bring whoever it is home to you. And that will yeah. be that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it also doesn't mean anything. If I bring a girl home, I might bring a guy home next time. You know, right. if I bring a guy home, I might be a girl next time. Who knows? Totally. You know? Yeah, totally. I, I agree. And I so I think, you know, but I do think like it is totally and wholly inappropriate to force someone out of a closet. Yeah. Um, and so that's my thing is like, you know, what this teacher does to Jack is absolutely appalling. Um, yeah. And it's I think it's cool that Pacey stood up for him. But also, I think, you know, I think where they're at is that, um, you know, that's not what Jack wanted. And like, you have to be respectful of that, too. So, yeah. Yeah. absolutely totally so. so we're all left in a weird spot you know yeah it's yeah. very hard very hard it is so who are you rooting for obviously jack i'm rooting for jack i am rooting yeah. for jack to get the whatever you know i just want the best for jack um i'm rooting for jen to get the ever-loving fuck away from ty yeah whoo boy journey she's on <laughs> it's a weird journey i am rooting for i'm rooting for pacey and andy definitely mm-hmm. um and i'm rooting for joey and i'm rooting for joey and dawson to be the friends that it seems like we're getting glimmers of mm-hmm. you know i want i i think that there were certain instances that happened during this episode where i was like this seems like the dream this seems like what yeah. joey really wants and like I'm I'm always rooting for that, and yeah. you know uh, because it it's good that Jack has made it safe for Joey to pursue a friendship with Dawson, you know, so absolutely. that he feels comfortable with that. And then also he's setting the groundwork and like you know laying out like how they all can be friends. Like yeah. he participates in pursuing a relationship with Dawson as well you know yeah so that's cool to like have that guideline and that set in place you know yeah I like that it's interesting because I agree Dawson is pretty decent in this episode with one exception (laughs) yeah barely in it so yeah yeah exactly yeah I think this is one of the first episodes where we finally are seeing him being more of a minor character. Yeah. Seeing everyone else kind of come to the forefront. Yeah. 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 I agree. You know, because yeah. even when he's there walking with Andy and Pacey, you're like, whoa, why is he? Yeah. There? Yeah. It's, it's like, like he just kind of gets in stuck there. in. Yeah. Totally. And when Pacey's waiting to go in the principal's office, I was like, why yeah. is Dawson there? I know. I kind of was, was too. There? I was like, did <laughs> they so both get weird. called in? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's weird. So, yeah. Like, they just added him to a few scenes because, like, <laughs> yeah. Because you can't not have Dawson in Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. And, you know, um, 
I agree. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And, you know, I'm so next week is the second part of the two parter. Yeah. Um, you know, this one was called to be or not to be. And next week is that is the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll spare you the rest of that speech, which I didn't memorize. <laughs> sometimes I annoy even myself. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, I am very excited for next week's episode because it is, you know, again, one of these two episodes are my two favorites of the season. I think they're great. And I think Jack is, I think Kerr Smith, um, is so good as Jack. Um, and I just, I love his acting in these. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, continue to wash your hands. Yep. Please wear a mask. You know, it, it's it's not polarizing to wear a mask. It's nope. showing solidarity to yep. your community. Um, so it's really important that we realize that. Yeah. <laughs> we're all in you it. Find, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a wild time to be alive. It's yeah. wild, 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 wild. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us at Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We've been getting some emails always. We love them. We love your feedback. Um, we love your experiences. If you have any um, feelings and experiences with these two episodes, we'd love to hear on that as well. Yeah. Um, we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Um, yeah. And please write us a review, like us and subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us when you do that. Um, we would, of course, like to thank Andrew Bush, as always, though we are not able to be with him right now. He is always helping us and excited about this show from afar, even when he can't be recording it for us. Um, you can find me on social media at Pesty1079. And you can find Rare Bird on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Rare Bird lit check out rarebirdlit.com for some good books and great books on vinyl this has been a rare bird production I don't wanna wait.